Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, an entrepreneur's podcast. We are so excited to be with you today. I'm Aubrey Lauren. And I'm Kaya Vondurant. And we are going to be talking about Instagram today. We love Instagram, don't we? Yes, we love it so much that we think it might be necessary to split this um, into three parts. So here we go. (laughs) We don't know exactly how long this will take us, you know, since this is our really our third recording of the podcast. So we're working on it. But we uh, when we were going and making our lists of do's and don'ts of, of Instagram and how we feel like people should use it. We just kept coming up with more ideas for you guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, So today we want to talk about Instagram for business. Uh, We've kind of touched on it a little bit, but Instagram is one of uh, the main places we pull clients, new leads, and convert them to uh, great clients, honestly. So we want to give you some of our best tips and talk about um, some of our things that we've learned from, mistakes we've made. Um, But yeah, our goal is just to help you. Yeah. So when you gave your program recently, you had done a lot of research on Instagram and all just all the different social medias. Yeah. And I, you, you said some things that really made a lot of sense to me why we focus on Instagram for our business, because we'd love to do everything. We just can't. Yes. Yeah. I think, um, well, one of the things is that Instagram is where you can find um, pretty much every generation. You know, you can find Gen Z, millennials, um, boomers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You can you can find them all there. Even um, whereas you don't find them all on TikTok, you only find pretty much Gen Z. Um, you don't find very many generations on Facebook. Um, only the boomers and the Gen Gen Xers. My my generation. Right. Yeah. But Instagram, people are using it to buy things. They're using it like a store. They're using it to, um, you know, find their brands, follow the brands they like, and they follow them closely. They pay really close attention. Whereas TikTok or Twitter, Facebook, it's just totally different. So it's a lot easier to convert clients from Instagram versus any other platform. Yeah. And we feel like if we're going to put our energy somewhere, let's put our energy where everyone is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we sometimes we have more time than others, but um, we've just had great success with Instagram Mm -hmm. Um, and the research definitely backs it up and I could get totally into it. And that's (laughs) in my program that I give. So um, you guys can listen to it at sync uh, next year, if you're going to be around, come. Yeah, yeah. And you've got some other things lined up that, that might be places they can go and hear it too. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, Aubrey, do you want to start? You wrote down your top five tips for biz. So I would love for you to get, get us started on it. Yeah. Um, so my first tip, only post what matches your brand. So, and I say that because we don't want to confuse um, your audience or your potential clients. You want them to know uh, that it's you when you post and they're scrolling. You want them to stop and be like, oh, that's that photography studio or um, that's that clothing company. And you don't want them to question what you're selling, what you're doing, what you're marketing. That will lead them to unfollow you because they're not going to recognize you. And that's the last thing you want. What you do want is for them to interact with your post uh, for that just to be so clear that they're like that's my brand those are my people this is cool Um, but also to be inspired by what you post so um, if you don't have brand clarity that's something I would really work on 
you know, thinking about what colors you're going for. You know, if you're vibrant, like our studio, we have a lot of bright colors, um, but we also have like a clean aesthetic. So we try to only post what's in that, but maybe you are more dark and moody. If you post something super bright and happy, your client's going to be like, what, who is this account? What am I doing? Who, why am I following this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Donald Miller with StoryBrand says, if you confuse, you lose. And so what yeah. you're saying is if you confuse them, you might lose them as followers, you might lose their likes, you might lose their interaction. Yep. Exactly. And so that's, yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Then my second tip, focus on creating 100 real followers versus a thousand empty followers. Now this is hard because when we first start out, we look at the numbers and we want all of those followers. Um, When I was working on my personal branding, this was what I focused in on and this is really what took me to the next level. Uh, I focused, I literally made this list and I put people's names down, like accounts of people I wanted to interact with, pay attention to, and then I even started turning on notifications for them And I started commenting, interacting with them. And my goal was to have 100 people that I was following and interacting with, but then they were loyal in doing it back to me. And by doing that, I started getting a bunch of people commenting, liking. I had consistency of an audience. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And we do that with our Style Muse Magazine brand. So we specifically follow upcoming uh, people that we want to have be our clients. We put them in folders Mm -hmm. and then we go through like comment, interact with them over time. And then when people come in for their sessions, they say, we ask them, you know, why, why did you come to us? And they say you, that you followed us on Instagram. Yep. So many of our clients end up saying that, but you know, if you have people that truly are your followers, you have loyalty And even if they age out of your brand, they're going to stick with you because they like what you post. You've interacted with them. Um, So, yeah, that's important. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So uh, the next one on your list, this is going quicker than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) We have more to say, though. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So have a strong bio. Um, Again, we want brand clarity. So what you put in there needs to tell the story of what you they're following, who they're following, rather your, you know, a photography studio, a marketing agency, clothing company, make sure that they know. And, um, you want to include a link if you're selling a product online to your website, or maybe you're a blogger, make sure you have a link somewhere in there. Um, I've also been reading that including emojis that tell the story quickly is important for a bio. So this is kind of new info I found just in the past six months. I started including emojis. Um, I'll talk more on that once I find out more on it, but just make sure you have clarity, um, on, in your bio. So for your bio, you're talking about like, you know, there's the picture and then there's the name of your account and then your bio. So like for our, uh, photography studio, we actually plan to change our bio. We just talked about it the other day. And so for our, um, portrait brand, we want to make it, um, essentially we're going to say a full service photography studio located in Shawnee, Kansas, so that people know everything that we do. And then we are going to put an emoji for each uh, service that we offer. Yep. 
Yep. That's, and you know, with the younger generations, they might not even read the words, but rather read emojis. That's something else that I've been reading about that emojis have almost become its own language. So if you're going to use emojis, make sure you know what they mean. (laughs) (laughs) Don't put an eggplant and a peach in your, (laughs) unless you're advertising something very specific. Even if you're really good at making eggplant parm, I would just, (laughs) just leave out the eggplant. (laughs) Okay. So fourth, post consistently. If you do that, the algorithm will work in your favor. Instagram does not like when people are posting, you know, once a month and then posting every day. It's not going to reward you. So if we can get Instagram on our sides, uh, I believe it's it's really beneficial. Um, Yeah, because what does Instagram want? it wants us to post. Yeah, I, but it wants people to see what you're doing. It Interact. wants people to stay. It wants people to purchase things. Yep. And so the longer they're on it and the more the more they uh, they want to buy things, it makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, okay, and then fifth, give more than you ask. Uh, so what that means is don't be asking people to do something every time you post. Like book a session, buy this. Uh, you know, go to this link. You want to, um, you know, maybe give them encouragement for the day or um, give them a pop of color, something that brightens their day and then ask. Yeah. And would you even suggest that, you know, because a lot of times I've seen people say you need to ask a question, like, like get interaction from people, like ask them, ask them something. But even we've talked about not necessarily doing that every post. Yeah. Um, We used to ask a question almost every post and we've pulled back on that. People stopped answering eventually because it was like every single post. Um, Yeah. And so I think you have to know your audience too. Like some audiences are very interactive. They Mm -hmm. love to say things. They love to, to, uh, you know, have their opinion and comment, but like for our, uh, Gen Z audience, they're just, they're just there to look, Yeah, you know, and occasionally they'll, they'll comment if they know the person, but otherwise it's not, that's not the goal. Yeah. Yeah, That's a great point. I definitely think knowing who your audience is, um, I do think that, um, boomers and, um, what is it? Gen, Gen X, Gen X. X, Yeah. yeah. The old people. Yeah. They (laughs) like to interact a little Mm -hmm. bit more. They want it to feel like they're communicating directly with you. So yeah, just think about who uh, your audience is. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So I, so those were your five top tips. Yep. Yep. And so, uh, we made an, uh, Instagram for businesses. So our top five tips, which is, uh, a PDF that we'll put in the show notes that you can download. And uh, I am going to go through those. So our Mm -hmm. top five Insta tips for social media success. And uh, we, we, when we did this, it was a couple of years ago and I looked back through it and I'm like, oh, this is all fantastic. You know, we're really not talking a lot about reels or stories in this uh, post Mm -hmm. or in in the, I'm sorry, in this podcast, but uh, you can kind of apply it to everything. You know, when we were talking about consistency, you know, some people post every single day, some people post every few days, you know, there are different things and you have to figure out what works for your um, business and what works for your audience. Yeah. But uh, these are our top five tips uh, 
four businesses that you can download. So what is your aesthetic? And so, you know, when uh, I first heard the word aesthetic, my daughter was super into Tumblr. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that? And she was like, Mom, they just have the coolest aesthetic. And I was like, okay, I need to look this up. And I, I still didn't understand it. And so event to so when I think of aesthetic, I think of uh, smoking pink pistols. And uh, <laughs> there, it was it's like it was like a very specific look like a this tumblr account that had all um, pastels but they were all dangerous like dangerous pastels you know and so it was like okay I can kind of understand this like this account's only gonna post things that are edgy but that are pastel you know yeah and so like figuring out your aesthetic uh what you are you know some people post all reels and it's all their face and it's all them talking and saying funny things you know that might be your aesthetic and that's Mm -hmm. not bad uh, you know, for uh, my personal brand, I always have a hard time finding the aesthetic because I do not like the same things, you know? And so all of a sudden yeah. I'll post all black for a little while and then I'll post all something else. And I'm like, and then that kind of throws me off. But I think if you aim for a cohesive overall look, when people go to your account, they're going to know who you are. They're going to know what you represent and they're going to have a clue. Yeah, that's good. Good. For sure. What would you say like for you, uh, the, like our aesthetic for our, the studio, like our businesses would be? Yeah. Um, a lot of the words that we get given back to us, people mm-hmm. will be like, your brand, it's just so um, bright and happy. Um, but also clear. That's been one of the words that they've been saying. There's just so much clarity in the images and the work. It's crisp. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, including those lighter colors, but having uh, still that dense skin tone, um, which now we're kind of getting into more retouching <laughs> and photography. So, but yeah, I feel like it's happy. Well, and I think, you know, like we have lots of other images that, that we love that just don't match the aesthetic. And so it's sad when you can't put everything into your feed, but that's the beauty of stories and that's the beauty mm-hmm. of sliders. So we hide things that we, uh, we would want people to see, but that don't necessarily match for our first image or for the beginning of the post or that type of thing. Yeah. So, so speaking of that, our second tip, uh, in our top tips for businesses is, uh, what's in your top nine. And so your top nine most recent images are what people are going to see when they click on your account and check out who you are. So, you know, Aubrey was talking about the bio, obviously Mm -hmm. the bio needs to be clear, have some emojis, you know, uh, have a link in it, but then your top nine should reflect your overall brand. And so when you have that top nine, you know, if you're, uh, uh, selling, uh, like Aubrey had a business at one point that, uh, was doing, uh, re- yeah, furniture. Oh yeah. Furniture. And so she didn't want to have, you know, just like pieces of things or, you know, it needed to show it in, in every nine images it needed to show pieces of furniture. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And so like for our photography studio, every nine images, we need to make sure that we have like a beautiful smiling headshot, you know, and so showing really what our clients are going to want. Yeah. And when I look at the overall nine, um, this is something typically we plan in advance to make sure they're all cohesive together is the last thing you want is to post something and then be like, oh my gosh, that looks terrible. That clashes with the image it's next to. Um, it's going to be kind of like an eyesore when they go and glance at those, the top nine. 
um, like if you're, you know, have a new follower that's looking at your account, what you want them to do is to be able to look at it within like one second, because that's realistically about how long they're looking at it before they decide if they want to follow you or not. Um, and you want them to look at it and be able to see what your brand is, know right away and be interested in enough to follow. So it's just important that all of these images tell the story and go well together. Yeah. And, you know, you can consider color harmony, be aware of composition, you know, if they point back and forth toward each other. Uh, so, yeah, it's you also just want to make sure that if you're selling something, it's there. Yeah. Absolutely. And I do. I have a little tip for uh, the top nine, you know, making sure that you kind of get different feelings. If you are um, if you have people in your images, I like to think in terms of full body, close up and then maybe three quarters. So kind of rotate how close the images are. And that right there will get you um, your top nine. Yeah, Mm -hmm. to have quite a bit of variety. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, And then, so number three, do you have a posting calendar? So we talked about that a little bit um, in your uh, top five. So we could do daily posts. You can do bi-weekly posts. Uh, we are trying to do on ours actually just two to three posts a week. Yeah. So it's it's way down from when we first started, for sure. Yeah, because of stories, which we will talk about, like Kaya said, reels and stories um, in another podcast. We could talk so long about those. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really changed the game from back when everyone was trying to post every day. Yeah. It really alleviates some of that pressure. Yeah. So if you think about it and you've got a month, you might need to post 10, eight, eight to 12 posts. Yeah. That's, that's way easier. Right. You know, when you're thinking about it and planning it out, looking at your top nine, you can kind of just do a shift every, every month. Yeah. And then, yeah, essentially you have nine you're going to replace every month so you can think of getting in all of those different campaigns and those nine Mm -hmm. and talking about each thing that you're interested in okay so the next one is to hashtag or not to hashtag and so uh, you've been working on hashtags recently right oh man guys I love hashtags yes I have been um I posted let's see last week I posted something it ended up do you remember how many three thousand no, no, no. Okay, so it's up to, I've reached 15,000 people Oh, now. I, th- I thought you said 3,000 from hashtags. And Sorry. now it's up to 4,000 from hashtags. Wow. So, yeah, um, so I that's crazy that, you know, just from hashtags alone, I'm reaching 4,000 different accounts. So that just goes to show you the power of hashtags. Yeah, and so uh, ha- post with hashtags uh, with at least one hashtag, get 12% more engagement. Yeah. And, uh, the number, the optimum number of hashtags was 11. Um, I just read seven. Okay. Yeah. I think it's gone down. I just read that. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. At one point we had a note in our phone that each time we posted, we just grabbed and copied and pasted. It's not ideal, but it's better than nothing. Yeah. And so, uh, how, how do you find hashtags? Like when you type, what, what, what are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So, um, a while ago I had you know, heard from somebody else that they always put their city. So that's one of the first ones they put. So I started doing that. And sure enough, I, I started getting new followers because they started realizing I was actually in Kansas city. So, um, you know, I would recommend putting that, 
And then also thinking about whatever you're posting. So I was helping a friend the other day with who has a small business and small business is like a big hashtag. So you can And so when you type it in, so you type in the pound or hashtag and then you start typing in the word when it it will bring it up and it will show you how many people uh, like that hashtag or what's the number? So yeah, I was, it's kind of different. Um, on Instagram, you can actually follow hashtags now. Mm-hmm. And so it'll tell you how many people are following that hashtag. So even if somebody's not following your account, you can show up in their feed now because of the hashtag they're following. Um, so photo of the day is one of the most followed hashtags. It's got like over a billion. Yeah. 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 That's a lot of people. And, uh, you know, one thing you could do is go to other accounts that you aspire to be like or that are similar to your brand and see what they're hashtagging. Um, that'll give you good insight. But also, yeah, type in things like lots of times I'll do a specific color, like maybe pink. And so I'll type it in, see how many that has, compare it to the other color in the photo, like maybe red. And, you know, if pink has significantly more followers, then I'm going to choose pink. Um, but yeah, just post, use hashtags that are applicable, but don't make up long random hashtags. That will get you nowhere and it actually um, doesn't reward you, but it almost punishes you. So definitely That's don't interesting do that. because we used to do that. Yeah, like... like Fall family photos, 2019 or something like that. Yep. So you say don't don't make up a hashtag because a lot of times people like for their event, for they'll their have a wedding or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's kind of different because that's for everybody to follow just that. That's not necessarily for you to um, get new followers and likes. I feel like our goal for hashtag is hashtagging is more to build up interactment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you're having an event or something or a wedding, yeah, get everyone to follow the hashtag and it's kind of like in photo album. You know, that's yeah, super cute. Yeah, absolutely. It makes a little album. Yeah, I want to look at what that number is. So you are thinking that number is the number of people that follow the hashtag? Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, okay. So those are oh, we have one more, don't we? Yep. Yep. All right. So one more in this uh PDF that you can download. There's lots more info in it. We're not we're not going point by point in it at all. So uh, the last one is stories. So just a little bit about stories. I know we said we were going to talk about them again in the future, but uh, stories, you know, it's funny, Instagram, what they do is they respond to whatever other social media is out there. So I think stories were kind of the response to Snapchat, Mm -hmm. but it's nothing like Snapchat anymore. I mean, Snapchat is more of like a messaging app, really, right? Kind of back and forth between people. And stories have kind of taken on a life of their own, I feel like, where you can, uh, some people don't even follow them at all. But, you know, like they just look at the posts, they don't really interact with that. But I feel like most people that are going to be savvy enough to be your client in a business are going to be paying attention to the stories. Oh yeah, for sure. And so stories can be on Instagram and Facebook if you uh, share to both accounts. And I get for my personal, I get almost the same amount on Facebook. But I'm a Gen. Oh no, no, you're not boomer. You can call me a boomer, but (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah. So for the stories, we have a couple different things that. that we do with them, especially for our business, we don't try to post a story every single day because we're not at work every single day. Yeah. And so we let it die over the weekend. 
when we're not working. Yeah. You know, we're not, we're not trying to make that happen. And we did for a while, we were like, we have to post every single day on the stories and keep people entertained. Definitely different during COVID. We use the stories a lot for interacting with people, but, uh, I think, uh, stories are fun because you can really tell more about your personality with people. Yeah. And, um, it's fun too, because you can talk on it that's, we get great interaction when one of us talks on there, they get to know you. Yeah. And then you can post finish images. You can post behind, behind the scenes of whatever you're doing. There's just so much you can do with it. Yeah. And you can use stickers so that you can, uh, like any of the little, uh, I don't, are they called, they're called stickers, like where you or can ask questions. Or, yeah, 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 different. Yeah, stickers. Mm-hmm. Where you can get people to interact with your story and find out more about them. And I love that. I love it when people, you know, want your opinion if you like something or not or, you know, that type of thing. So Yeah. I used to feel bad for posting on the story. Like, I would be like, oh, man, they don't want to see this. But they're following you. They're making a choice to follow you. And I would find myself, like when a brand I enjoy following posts a story, um, I would kind of get excited and be like, oh, that's my favorite brand. That's the one I want to go look at. And, you know, I, I think they enjoy it. I don't think it's a pain to them at all. So don't feel bad about sharing what you're doing on the story. Yes. And you can tell, you know, like when you go to your insights, you can tell whether the stories are working or not. So if you have, you know, 500 people look at a story and uh, then the next one falls off to 300, that, you know, shows that people are not interested. They don't want to keep watching what you're doing. But if you stay with a really similar amount of engagement, then you're going to know, okay, this is, this is what they like. They're they're interested. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely pay attention to that. Like Kaya just said, this is great insight. You know, essentially it's telling you what is working. It's an easy way to find out what your audience enjoys and doesn't. Yeah. So we want to answer, uh, a few more questions about business Instagram. Like I said that uh, the top tips that we just went over are a PDF that we made that you guys can go and download. But uh, I was kind of thinking of, you know, more than just tips, like what, what would we actually advise people? And so if someone came to me, happened has happened many times and said here is my business Instagram this uh then what would be the first thing that I would say to them to do like what would be the first things that I would look at and uh those top uh five tips would definitely be one, you know, cohesiveness, the top nine. I would also be looking at who are they following? Who are they not following? I think I might've mentioned in um, an earlier podcast, but I was just talking to someone the other day, they weren't following any of their clients. And Mm. so, you know, you can definitely use the following to alert people that your business is there and follow all of your clients and uh, communicate, you know, get just just show you're out there, show that you're doing something. Second thing is I would definitely be going, how much are you interacting? Are you looking like your business is open? You know, so I know I guess we already said those uh, on our another podcast, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what would you say if someone brought their Instagram for their business? Cause you've helped a lot of people, just friends and things like that. What, what are your just like quick reactions? Yeah. You know, I think going back to our main tips, but I look at the quality that people are sharing. So if you're wanting to be a million dollar business, does the quality look like a million dollar business? You have to establish that you're valuable, um, and make sure that 
the quality matches and the brand matches that. Um, so make sure that you find a way to get good imagery because Instagram is based on imagery. You could have the best words, but if you don't get people to stop and look and pull them in with that image, the words just don't even matter. They fall flat. Um, so yeah, I've helped a lot of people even just with figuring out how to find light and how to put a product in front of a window instead of a dark bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we are able to help you with that. So if you're in Kansas city and you are looking for a photographer to photograph your brand, who you are, your products, we can do that. That's something that we offer. And another service that we are just starting to offer that um, I'm super passionate about is social media coaching. So maybe you are listening to this and you feel so lost, like you don't know what's going on, you know, maybe investing in social media coaching could be a great fit for your brand. Yeah. I, I feel like there's so much that you can do, all the little tweaks. And honestly, I could coach myself so yeah. much of the time. And we do, we have our weekly meeting, which we talked about on a previous podcast, but, uh, we sit down and go over what did we do last week? What, what do we want to do next week? And so, uh, yeah, that, that leads into another little question. So what advice would we give ourselves? Okay. Wow. I have to think about this. <laughs> well, I think consistency is number one. You know, uh, if you ha- can do anything else, posting consistently, whether it, it doesn't have to be every single day, although I know businesses that do and do really yeah. well. I'm super into embroidery, so I follow all these embroidery accounts, and they're daily, and that that's the way they do it, and yeah. they do really well with it. But uh, I think, you know, for our accounts, two to three times a week is perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I've been going through this phase with my personal account where I'm trying to monetize it and um, do some different marketing things with it. And I have been struggling like almost every week when we have our meeting, I kind of share with Kai like, does this match my brand? Does this work? Like, and I'm studying social media all the time. So it's not just this easy, like obvious thing all the time. Um, But for me, I'm just like, I actually have three words that my I use to describe my brand and I have to ask myself does it line up does it match um so yeah if you're struggling to find out if what you're about to post works or not maybe figure out what your words are Kaya's talked about them before we can talk about that on on another podcast that would be great definitely should yeah so yeah well and I think just leading into that I think uh maybe the number one tip would be don't take it personally this is a business Uh, account right? So uh, we just had a post recently that we expected to have a little bit more engagement from, you know, specific people and it didn't. And, uh, you know, if you are worried and take it personally, it's going to stop you and anything that stops you in your business is hurting your business. You know, you just have to step forward. You have to make a plan, go with it. You can reassess, but reassessing is different than reacting to whether a post gets a lot or not, you know? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's referencing uh, (laughs) me coming into our Wednesday morning meeting a little bit hurt. uh, And it wasn't on your personal account. It was on a business account. It was on the business account and I was like I made a great relationship with this person I love it I don't know why she didn't share it I was just so bummed and I took it so personally I I think that's the first thing I said Mm -hmm. I said this isn't about business this is personal why why didn't she like it why didn't she share it and it's funny it had 
stop me from sharing the next post. I've been like putting it off because I'm a little bit hurt. I'm just like, mm-hmm. people don't like what I posted. <laughs> yeah. And you, and that's where you just have to develop a tough skin. You know, if uh, we know, we all know that mm-hmm. that social media can hurt your feelings and it can cause lots of damage if you let it go there. And uh, that's where, you know, for me, it's business. Every, every social media account that I have is business, except for my little embroidery account, you know, that I post. And that's more of a, uh, you know, of a memory, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just keeping my memories there and using it more for that, like a journal. But, uh, for me, social media is business and every single account is, is for that. And, uh, we got, just got to turn off our emotions, turn off our feelings and not worry about being dumb because we don't always know. Like you said at the very beginning, some things you post work, some things we don't post don't work as well. We just don't even know. Or maybe where we're having a conversation ourselves. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, even the time of day that you post, if you post early in the morning and nobody's on your post could fall completely flat and it could be the best most beautiful image and if you posted it at 7 p.m at night it could have three times the amount of likes so I definitely agree you never know when something's gonna fall and it's it's not personal that's where consistency comes in right you keep posting the next one's gonna do differently and everything everything uh keeps going okay we have we were thinking we might need a three a three part series for our Instagram, right? Yeah, <laughs> I could, I just love Instagram. <laughs> so the next one that we're going to be talking about, I'll just give you a little bit of a hint, is going to be about getting, keeping, or starting your dream job with your Instagram. So it's yeah. not about a business; it's about your personal Instagram and how you use it that way. So that's going to be fun, and uh, we have a listener question that we wanted to do. Does that sound good? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So uh, we just did our first uh, local booth at a, um, an event in the probably five years. Yep. So obviously it's post COVID events are different. And so we are doing two this fall and, uh, this one was kind of our test, our test run for it. So we had a 10 by 10 booth at a women's holiday event and we had our portraits up for our portrait business. And what do you think? How do, how do you think it went? We, that's, that was the question that we had from our listeners is how did the booth go? Cause they knew we were doing that. Yeah. Overall, I think it went well. I wouldn't say amazing, but I think we accomplished what we wanted. Uh, One of the things we wanted to have happen was to meet new clients and um, get our brand out there to people that maybe wouldn't have seen it. Maybe they're not active on social media or don't know we exist on social media. We definitely talked to a lot of people and a lot of people uh, got to find out that we're here. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what we do. Whenever we try something new, then we talk about it. We talk about what we like, what we didn't like, how we assess it. And so for me, I felt like, uh, like Aubrey said, just talking to people and interacting with people is always good. You know, uh, just talking about your business, what you're doing. And then for me, I felt like, uh, well, we, it was funny. We did a QR code drawing instead of physical paper. And I had to teach half of the people that did it how to do a QR code because who's at this event? It's women over 50, 40 and 50 year old women or older. And so they like literally didn't know how to use a QR code. And that is something 
we didn't really anticipate. No. I pushed for the QR code. Yeah, like, yeah. I use them all the time. I yeah. don't want to take paper I don't, I don't want, want to people touch to people s- okay yeah, that yeah. honestly was what it was <laughs> I was like I do not want them that close to me I'm going to be sitting at the table I'm going to have to interact with them for a long time if they fill it out right there can we just do a QR code yeah and I think I also thought people might like using a QR code and not just coming close mm-hmm. and not talking but the reality is that if you're doing an in-person event, what you want is to get people talking. The other thing is that we did a really classy booth. And I don't know if you've picked up on this yet. Aubrey is a value of hers is classy. Mine is interesting, you know? Yeah. 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 And not even just classy. I like clarity. Simple. Yeah. Simple and clear. Yeah. yeah. And so in the past, people have come up to my, you know, bohemian garage sale looking booths and been like, oh, wow, are you selling frames? Oh, are, are you, you know, is this blanket for sale? What about this chair? And so we just kept it really simple. But yeah. what we didn't do is put images in that were talking points. And so this, I, th- this next one that we're doing, we're going to change some images and change some finishes. So we're still focusing on clarity and photography so they know what we're doing. Yeah. But, you know, make some images that make people talk. We have one image with a baby, a newborn session where they're in a drawer. Obviously, the mom's hands were there. We photoshopped them out. But that's probably going to get people to walk up and talk about it. For sure. You know, so that was something that you have to think. Clarity online is more important, you know, in some ways. But getting people's attention in person you know, because yeah. you think those booths are all, you know, they're selling candles and, you know, boutique clothing and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> hair, curling irons with guys chasing you down there trying to get your <laughs> attention. And so, yeah, that, that, those are some of the changes that we'll make for the next booth. But I would have to say that, um, you know, being a business where that gets most of our client, uh, of our new clients from social media, which is what we talked about mainly today, going and talking to clients face-to-face that, or potential clients face-to-face and really finding out what their needs are and what their questions are, it, it's good for you. I agree. And it's also good for us to see the different personalities at the studio. Um, I would say I'm pretty good in the sales room and closing, but I, I'm not the most... Um, personal and warm person in the studio and Kaya and um Patty our um designer they're so good at that and it was funny because they ended up getting more people interested more people talking and I think it just came down to their warm demeanor and so that was that was interesting too I liked Mm -hmm. seeing that side well I think too you know it's it's whether you are more approachable or that kind of thing like you're you know you're going for um looking good and high end and you know that kind of thing and so I'm you know I'm somebody's mom and so there's this approachableness that makes a difference too and so I think they're both sides right yeah I I think I think they're that was the beauty of having all of us you know working the space at different times is we all had different people that felt comfortable to for sure for sure absolutely and you know that that event we were drawing in essentially Gen Z as the middle, the median, you know, where you had older, we had younger, but our main uh, course of our actual bit clients and business are people that are just a little bit younger than you. Yeah. And so I think that does, that does make a difference. So 
Yep. Cool. All right. Well, we were so excited to share these Instagram tips. Aubrey was, she was ready to go. Right. right? (laughs) We're so glad that you guys were listening and uh, we are three or four podcasts in. We don't know which ones we're going to be posting first for sure, but uh, thank you so much. And we ask you guys to like, subscribe, comment, DM us, let us know what else you guys want to hear. Uh, Obviously this is happening. Yeah, we're, we're making yeah. this happen. And so we're excited about it. And we just really want to make this something that's helpful to you and helpful to you as an entrepreneur. If you're a photographer, even better. But uh, yeah. Yep, definitely. So uh, follow us on Instagram and then go download our top five tips for Instagram. Have a good day, guys. See you later.